Welcome to Run This World. My name is Nicole DeBoon. I'm a former pro athlete turned entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you insights and inspiration from some of the world's greatest visionaries who will help you run your world in ways that you didn't even realize were possible. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey everyone, it is me, I'm back. We all made it. We are safely entrenched in the middle of January of 2021. I keep saying 2020. Is anybody else saying that too? We need to stop saying it. It's time to move on. Get out of the muck. Move forward. You know, I wanted to start today by just saying thank you. You are amazing. This podcast has been going for four freaking years. Some of you have listened to every single episode. I know you have because you told me. It's just like, wow, mind-blowing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. I am an open door to you. Email me anytime, Nicole at NicoleDeBoom.com. I want to hear from you. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me who you want to hear from. Tell me what you want me to stop doing. (laughs) Tell me what you want me to start doing. I don't care. Um, If you haven't already reviewed the podcast, and most of you haven't because there are 166 reviews and we have thousands of listeners, please review it on iTunes. I'm sorry if you don't get iTunes. It's like the only place you can review. It's really weird. I think Stitcher might have a review option. I'm not sure. I'm going to check into that for Androiders out there. Um, But just a little bit of, what do we call it? Dirty laundry? No, it's not dirty. I don't know what it is. It's like the household chores. I'm going to tell you what's going on in my life. Um, If you've been following, you know that I have, I'm living in the in-between. I am no longer running skirt sports, but I'm going to tell you something cool. It's like a side project that came from that in a second. Um, but I am Skirt's biggest supporter and very soon the new owner will be going live with her first collection, the relaunch that, um, is one of the transition seasons. So I started it last year at this time, we were kind of finished with it and she picked it up and ran with it and put her spin on it. So it's really, really cool. I'll give you updates on that when it launches, Um, The next thing is I've been doing a little bit more writing. So A, (laughs) I'm just saying it right now out loud. I'm writing a book. I'm writing my memoir. I'm just doing it. I'm writing all my stories. I don't know if it'll ever get published or turn into a real book, but it's pretty crazy. It's kind of fun and it's kind of uncomfortable. It's all of the things. But in addition, I'm also sending out newsletters, maybe once a week or less. Um, Sign up for my email. So go over to NicoleDeBoom.com. You go all the way to the bottom and there's a link for the newsletter. Or email me if you can't find it, I'll put you in. But sign up for those because that's where I let a lot of weird stuff out. And I know you guys like weird stuff. Also, Tim DeBoom has some things brewing. Oh my God. So yeah, Tim's been, uh, Tim has been a quiet, solitary soldier for many years. He's lived like a decade in the in-between and he's just been feeling this urge to finally sort of come out of a cocoon and put himself out there beyond me and Wilder. (laughs) So... I will update on Tim DeBoom's stuff in my newsletters and probably on social. So if you don't follow me on Facebook or Insta, make sure you do at Nicole DeBoom. Those are the only channels I play in. I don't do the whole tweetering game. But really, there is one big thing to update on. So I have made the decision to not work for a while. And so the things that I'm doing don't feel like work like hanging out with my family, doing a lot of mom time, digging into that side of myself and wife time and having like a deeper connection with Tim. That's all cool. I've also been talking to people. I like to talk. <laughs> you know that. I've been continuing to to do Run This World with Nicole DeBoom, you know, my show here. And I love it. And what ended up happening 
is when I sold skirt sports, I developed a relationship with the woman who bought it. Her name is Sarah Ratzliff. Her, her foundation company is the Zuma Women's Race Series. Her website is zumarun.com. Well, she and I started to develop a really cool rapport. And part of what made this transition really awesome is that there's so much respect on both sides um, and we want to help each other. And we realize that, you know, we, we need to talk every week. We need to connect every week. It's just how, how we need to keep things rolling. I need to help her to transition the business. And she's become a mentor to me in a lot of ways as well. And we realize that, you know, some of these conversations we're having, they don't need to be private. (laughs) We need to share some of this really cool stuff that only two female business owners and, and women's empowerment leaders can share. So guess what we did? Dun, dun, dun. We started a new podcast. It is called the She Runs It podcast. Sarah and I are the hosts and we riff on all kinds of things women-centric and we just do the real deal. And if we don't know the answer, we say we don't know the answer, but here's what I think. And you can love us or you can hate us or you can laugh or you can roll your eyes or whatever, but it's kind of entertaining. I mean, I'm actually entertained by my own second podcast. I'm entertained by both of my podcasts, actually, because at the end of the day, what they are, are fun, insightful, educational, um, often just real conversations that help us grow as human beings. I am done with negative things in the world. They're happening all around me. They can keep happening. They're gonna. My goal is is to only put out into this world positive things that will make you feel better about yourself. So there, bam, go over Google, She Runs It podcast. It's on, you know, every place where podcasts are played. Pretty much if it isn't, let me know. We'll try to get it up there and uh, get on there. Write a review. In fact, If you write a review, we're actually doing a promo because we want to get a bunch of reviews because it actually helps with raising the awareness um, and your profile of your podcast if you can kind of get a bunch of reviews and trend a little bit higher right off the bat. So if you can help us do that, listen, write a review, five stars, please. At least that's what I prefer. Um, Then you will be entered to win a $300 gift certificate to the relaunch of Skirt Sports, which is going to happen very soon. All right, let's move on to today. Episode 187, Be Yourself, Everyone Else is Taken. That was said by astrologer Deborah Silverman. If you check out her website, DebraSilvermanAstrology.com, this is the first thing you're going to see. You have a calling and a purpose I have insights and answers. How many of you wonder what your calling and purpose are? At least at some point in your life you've wondered and you may wonder again. When we're wondering, sometimes the best thing we can do is seek some help to gain some clarity. And that is what Deborah's life work does. It's so cool. Um, Astrology is this crazy big concept and it seems really complicated, but at the end of the day, it is really simple and Deborah helps you get there. I actually took an interest in astrology when I first met Tim. Um, I think that happens to a lot of us. Like we find the love of our life and we get all romantic and we want to learn more about how we were meant to fit together and Anything that doesn't look like it was meant to fit together, we just sort of push that to the side and we focus on the positive. Um, I bought a book on astrology back in the mid-90s and I started reading. But at some point, I put the book away, moved on to other things, became a pro athlete, started a company, blah, blah, blah. And for years, my only connection to astrology was literally through the daily horoscope in the paper. So (laughs) that's not a lot, right? But it's something. But I will admit that the foundation of the practice was still in the corner of my heart. And I 
I really believed that I would come back to it at some point. So it's now been well over 20 years since I met Tim and bought that book. But when I discovered Deborah Silverman and her work, which at the end of the day is about helping people fall in love with themselves, I knew this was the time to uh, explore again. Deborah is, in my opinion, a perfect blend of scientific and cosmic knowledge. She is both a clinical psychologist and an astrologer. I kind of think of it as like Eastern versus Western medical practices and how it's really a magic moment when you can find a blend of those. So anyway, I, I got Deborah on the show and she usually does podcasts for 30 minutes because she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll just give you the quick thing and be done. But we couldn't stop talking. We had a blast. We focus quite a bit about the four elements, which is actually um, a book she wrote called, let me see here, it is called <laughs> The Missing Element. Um, my is missing element, by the way, is water. How funny is that? Just me being a natural born swimmer and feeling most in tune with myself and natural in the water. It has nothing to do with living in the water. <laughs> Turns out that water is sort of the place where you go inside and maybe float a little. I don't know. I just made that up. But um, it turns out I don't have much of it or any, but it also turns out that my husband, Tim, has a whole lot of water. So you got to listen to this episode to learn a little more and think about things that Deborah brings up today and how you may apply them to yourself. But also, if you are really intrigued, and like me, and you want to learn more like me, Deborah has two times a year, she opens what's called the Applied Astrology School. There's multiple levels. She talks about them at the end of the podcast, how much they cost, what you get. Um, the timing right now could not be better because the school just opened, like literally just opened. I think it closes in a week. If you want to do it, make sure you sign up and definitely use the link in the show notes. I actually signed up to be an affiliate, so it will help me too. Because as you know, I don't really have a job right now because the things I'm doing don't feel like work. Um, so make sure if you apply, you grab the link from the show notes. And I'll also put it on Facebook and in my Instagram bio on the link tree. All right, everybody. Wow. I can't stop talking. I got to stop because now you need to hear from Deborah Silverman. It is time to bring her on the show. All right, Deborah, we're finally connecting after my gosh, I la la la. I know. I got a pitch. It was like you've got to interview this amazing Deborah Silverman. She is an elder astrologer. That's what the email said. Oh, did it really say that? It was like she's an elder man. She knows her shit. That's basically like kind of what it implied, I think. I have to confess. Isn't that funny? But I was like yeah, I want to interview her, but I can't breathe right now. I was going through so much stuff. So I literally wrote your team back like a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, it's been six months. I'm one of those people like six months later, I finally reply. And uh, sure enough, you wanted to come on the show. So I'm so happy to be connecting with you and learn today about all things astrology. So, so you should tell your audience what I do or something, or should I? You should. Okay, then let's just start with that. What the heck is an astrologer? Well, I'm also, I have a master's in clinical psychology, so I'm not just an ordinary astrologer, if there is such a thing. I specialize in the psychology of the human psyche and trying to understand why we do what we do and how to give people permission slips. Like it's okay that you, for example, are full of chi, or it's okay that you like to stay home, or it's okay that you have this ambition and you can't stop cleaning. Like there are different personality types. And there's a book that I wrote called the missing element where you don't have to know any astrology at all, but you just take this little test for like five minutes in the middle of the book. And I send them out to people from Colorado, from my home with a chart in it. If you've never believed in any of this stuff and you look in the middle of the book and you take this test and you go, Oh, my missing element in your case is water. I have no water, which we'll talk about in a moment. But once you, my whole job this life as a therapist astrologer is to explain to people their quirks. I love that word. 
to explain their quirks and then to give them permission slips to say, listen, this isn't going away, that the older you get, the worse it is, or the better it is once you learn astrology, because then you understand, wow, like in your case, you've got a lot of fire. So you get so excited and so enthusiastic, you start running around at the speed of light. Then you're like, I think I forgot to go to sleep, or I think I forgot to eat. And then you have to call yourself out and go, come over here. So when you become aware that's a problem, you start to put the food out before you get up. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I'm going to learn a lot about myself today, I think. Okay, but really quick, I think what's kind of cool is it kind of reminds me of Eastern, you know, like the concept of Eastern medicine and Western medicine and how like often people have to pick one or the other. But I feel like your path to where you are right now is that you've somehow been able to combine both. Yes, I mean. I've married the, the spiritual abstract. I mean, who believes in astrology? It's ridiculous. Why does anybody even read that stuff? But it's been around since the beginning of time. And for some reason, it's kind of like Jesus. Jesus was this guy. They tell you a story. You're like, really? Did he exist? Well, by virtue of us celebrating him next week, he never goes away. Well, the same is true of astrology. You believe in that shit? Well, that never goes away. So there are some things you can't get rid of. And there's some reason for them not leaving. And astrology is the ancient doorway that explains the architecture of the human psyche in such a way, said the therapist, that allows people to go, oh, I can be kind. But here goes Jesus again. What are you doing in the room, Jesus? I didn't even know you'd show up. I'm Jewish. But the point of that story is that there are certain values like kindness, like understanding yourself, like accepting your kid, letting differences and diversity be acceptable, understanding timing, for God's sake. The, like We just had this grand conjunction and everyone and their cousins looking up. I love it. But what does that mean? Like, how does that, tra I am a translator. I go from wild concepts of spirituality to the psychology of the human cycle to English. So I speak English. My specialty is letting people understand this stuff so they can actually see it show up in a practical way. I can't, well, I get sick of woo woo after a while. Yeah, I get it. And you know, I think for most people and me included, our experience with astrology is the daily horoscope in the newspaper or wherever you find it now. And I will tell you, this is kind of funny. Um, I kind of, whenever I'm having issues in my relationship, my marriage, it's like, I start to try to figure out if there's deeper meaning in all the different ways you can do that. So I remember early in my marriage, buying a book on astrology and being like, what's my husband, you know, like, are we really compatible? And I think a lot of people listening, you know, can relate to the fact that like you had mentioned permission slips, right? So the more we understand who we are and accept that, it also allows us to understand and accept who the people around us are. And that's the thing that we're constantly like trying to change or pushing against or finding tension with, right? Exactly right. And you're Libra rising. I don't know if you knew that. So for you being Libra rising, which is what I am, relationship is everything. And that is in essence, in astrology, Libra is the sign that it's exalted when it comes to the life lesson. The most powerful life lesson in astrology is Libra because what is more important than love? Nothing. And what is more important than us getting along? Nothing. And how are we doing it? Not very good. So there's something to be said even about Republicans and Democrats. We cannot get along, men and women. And so this conversation that you just brought up about looking up your partner, and by the way, that's the highest Google check. Like when we go inside of SEO, because I have a company, <laughs> I have a company that promotes us. You can, you can see my free videos every day. I send a video out. Do you know that? Yeah, absolutely. And I love your backgrounds. Yeah. They're, the very, they're very spirited. <laughs> they put you in the mood. And, and because the whole point of the exercise is how do I get along with what's his name or what's her name? And how do I get along with Republican Democrat? Well, we don't. So until we get to the astrology, until you start asking the question from the highest angle about human nature, said the therapist, what part of us fights all the time? Like, what is it about us that we cannot sustain peace? Yes. No, it's our heads, right? No, it's the mind. The mind has a split. A good friend of mine, Jill Bolte Taylor, who wrote the book, My Stroke of Genius. I don't know if you've ever seen that book. I've, no, I have actually heard of it and I need to get it. Well, all you reminder. Ted, she's the number two TED talk in the world. She's had like 200 million views because she talked about this. There's a split in the brain. And the brain is the echo chamber of the right and left hemisphere that shows up with men and women, that shows up with politics being conservatives and 
liberals. And so there's not a lot of connection between the two. Who made this up? I don't know. Bad design, I think. I always say it's a bad design. However, we don't have the skill set yet to listen to each other. So why these podcasts are so important, why your work is so important is to start to learn to listen. And the word listen and silent have the same letters. In order to listen, you have to be silent. You have to stop your internal dialogue and hear the other person, even when you don't agree with them. Good luck with that. So the point being, astrology is how to listen to your kid who's so different than you. You're like, how am I supposed to get along with this kid? He's so loud and I like quiet. Or how am I supposed to get along with this kid? He never talks and all I do is talk. And then you realize, oh, astrology gives me a language to say, this kid, like in your case, you have no water. So being super sensitive and crying and being emotional and sitting still, you're like, oh no, oh no. We are not gonna ask me to sit still for too long. Please tell me, no, you wiggle. You have a high degree of fire and error. So then you would read in the book, uh oh, I'm missing water. Water is calm. It can sit quietly with nothing to do. You're like, what? We're going to do what? So then you learn that skill and you study it. And then the relationship with your kid, who's probably water, who's the emotional, mushy, sensitive, who cries all the time. Then you say, oh, I understand you. And the next thing you know, we're having peace on earth. Can you lay a little foundation for astrology 101? Like there's these signs, but then there's also these elements and and probably a bunch of million other things. But like just to kind of make it. You got it. So okay. good question. It starts with the elements. That's why the book, The Missing Element is the first step. There's no astrology in that book. It's just pure elemental wisdom. So there's four personality types. I just described it. The first one's water, super sensitive, very quiet, internal, nonverbal. This is not you. See, you're, this is the element you're missing. They don't want to talk. They don't want to be around people. They want to be in their house. They want to create and they want silence. Is that hard for you? Uh, yeah. And that's exactly what my husband is. Exactly. And we always draw the person who is a completely different flavor than us. Is that actually like true? Oh my God. If I had statistics to show you how many times it's either the kid or the partner that is completely from another planet that has wow. come that's our missing element. That's why the book's called the missing element. So, oh my God. and you have no water in your chart. Okay. So back to the first element is water. That's cancer, Scorpio and Pisces. You don't have to be a cancer, Scorpio or Pisces for this to be true. You could be a completely different sign and say, oh my God, but I am the quiet one, even though I'm an Aries. Well, that's where astrology comes in, but we're going to leave that behind for a moment. So first things first, what's the primary element? The second element, which you have lots of is air. Air communicates and they think and they talk and they have a million ideas and they're airheads and they forget things and they're going multiple places at the same time and they forgot to eat and they forgot to what their birthday was and they forgot their husband's name and they forgot to call you back and they're like, uh-oh, sorry. So at worst, an airhead has got too many things going on because they're so interested in everything. They never stop talking and they don't know what they're talking about. That's the worst part. <laughs> so me. I love this. The higher realm of air, which is what I have cultivated because I didn't come this way because I was born, you were born when I was in high school, just so you're wondering about. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have actually guessed that except that. That's how I got called the elder. Okay. Yeah, you're the elder. So <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> I'm old. I just can't tell by looking. So then, <laughs> then um, the air personality's high road is a very honest, transparent person who talks about things no one else talks about. And they educate like you're doing on the podcast. They talk about things that we need to hear and they make us open our minds. And they love promoting open-mindedness. So they love to listen if they can learn to stop talking. So there's a low road and a high road. The low road of water is they don't come out of the house. They drink, they smoke, they eat when no one's looking and they get fat. The high road of water is they're meditators, they're yoga teachers. They're, they know how to be quiet and they're great moms, dads, helpers. The low road of air is their airheads, they're confused, they're scattered, they have multiple things going on, and they literally forget what they're doing. And the high road of air is articulate, communicative, writers, poets, really good at relationship and networking. All right, nailed it. Giving you the high road. The third I'll take category, the high. <laughs> categories, guys, we're almost done. The third category is earth. These are the grounded people. 
They're practical. They love money. They love getting shit done. They make their little, they think, they think sex is making a list. You have this, by the way, in spades. They, they get off on work. They love beginning, middle, and ends. Very different than error. They love, you are so ambitious. They're ambitious. They love growing a build, you know, a business. They grow, love building, growing a building. <laughs> they love, they love masterminding and Excel spreadsheets. And they love being able to get the plan stand, follow through, execute, be on time and check things off the list. They think making lists is sexy. <laughs> like they start to play with the list. I had one client tell me she made a list at a birthday party of who she invited. Then she made a list of who she didn't invite. So she wouldn't have, to, she could remember next time to invite them. I was like, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, that is earth so oh the local earth of earth is they're materialistic and they're caught by money and their ambition is overriding their fun they're miserable they're heavy they're grumpy they you do the dishes in the dishwasher you put the forks in the wrong way they're like i told you 12 times to, and then they push you over and go i'll put away the dishes and you're like don't get grumpy but they complain because you're not doing it right and they feel like it's their job to get it right you know, those so earth people. can, can you be happiness, happy in your grumpiness? Are there people who are like, oh. I'm not happy unless I'm grumpy. This is the high road. As soon as you okay. know, you're, if you're an earth person and you complain, that's a clue of an earth person. I did all the work and I'm doing all the cleaning and it's Christmas and I did all the shopping and you did like, really? When I offered, you said no, because only you can do it right. So then you become conscious and the grump goes to, to honesty. I'm grumpy. I complain. Do you still like me? But at least you're naming it. Right, right. Okay. So the high road of earth is manifesting, getting shit done. I call it woman festing, being responsible, helping us execute, making sure things are on time. They don't burn the turkey. Like they really know how to get things done. They're organic. They're making food. They're taking the list. They're too going. They just love that. And they do it with pleasure. Okay. As compared to the low road. <laughs> And then the loss is fire, which you have a lot of fire is the athlete. It's the spirited one. It's the blunt one. It's the honest one. They have no off button. Fire only runs hot. There's no lukewarm fire. So it's super. I just, it's so funny. I had a conversation last night with this man who has seven planets in fire and they like to drink. And he was definitely drinking. And he was telling, you know, when you're drunk, I love you so much. You're the best thing. I'm like, okay, how much did you drink tonight? So fire people are these enthusiastic, loud, over the top, exaggerate, tell you the story. And you're like, is there really a truth? Was anyone else there when this happened? So they embellish, they get on the stage, they go for a run. They don't get tired. They get tired when they don't run. They are the opposite of everybody else. Wow. You know, what's crazy is, um, I've actually been sober for 14 years and that's, that's you figured it out. A fire person has to get sober. They can't stop. No, that's exactly it. And I always used to call it like, I think I have an addictive personality. It's really fire. So this is how we, I just, <laughs> so funny. You know who Tommy Rosen is. Tommy yes. Rosen, he's a yoga teacher who works with addiction. I just did a podcast with him yesterday and it was, he's so amazing. And he's all about, I described addiction. People that are fire think they're addictive personalities. They're not. They don't have an off button. Because think of fire, it runs hot or hot. So when you give them the clear definition of do not drink, they're like, thank you. I'm done with that. Oh my gosh. I like, where were you earlier in my life? I know. And if I can tell you in our school, we have a twice a year, a school, it only happens twice a year, but I just finished this morning talking to some of the students. I have a one-on-one -on -one with the ones that take all three levels. Anyone that wants to be an astrologer when they grow up, they can have a, a conversation with me during the training. And she just, I mean, I can't even tell you how often I hear the sentence. You've totally changed my life. I'm now accepting, for example, for fire, that I had a drinking problem and I did quit, but it wasn't because I'm an addict. It's because I do everything extremes. Now that could be described as an addict. Yes, you could, you could definitely say that's a, an addict. So the fire element low road is they don't have an off button. They're loud, they're enthusiastic, they're blunt. They stick their foot in their mouth. They're rude, they're pushy, they're bossy. She's just laughing over there. You, can't, you guys can't I see can't, her. Like, I know. And then the high road is they're inspirational. And they speak to the unspeakable. 
and they talk about things no one else talks about and they make it safe for you to admit that yes i had a drinking problem and they go into aa meetings and they stand up in the front of the room and say my name's deborah i'm an addict and you just feel like thank you for like they're blunt and they're freeing so there's always a high road and a low road and you'll get that in the book and can you vacillate between these roads your whole life or do you go from a low and like suddenly you're enlightened and now you're in the high it's a process but here's the deal you should relate to all four. If you think of it as four wheels in a car and one wheel is down. And so you don't have any fire. Like no one in your audience is listening, not with fire because they're athletes and they're women that are independent entrepreneurs and they're, they're fiery. But there's some people who aren't listening to us who don't have fire and therefore they're missing an element. In which case you have to grow. And once that one grows, yes, the other three can come online and balance and it does change things like this. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so we've talked elements. Now, how do these different like signs play in? So then there's 12 signs and they're always divided by elements. There's three for either four elements or there's three for each sign. And then there's planets, there's 10 planets. And then there's 12 houses, which are the exact same as the 12 signs. So once you memorize the 12 signs, you know, the 12 houses. So there's really only three ingredients in astrology. There's a planet, there's a sign, and there's a house. And the elements play in all of it. The elements kind of are the simple. That's why I teach it first without any complication, because it's like a kindergartner entrance. Like you can not not learn water's wet, fire's hot, earth is heavy and air is everywhere. Oh, that was simple. But when you get into the astrology, now you have to memorize not a lot. There's 10 planets and there's 12 signs. And once you have those three ingredients, the planets, the signs and the houses, you're on a run. You're just like. And we see women, I have taught so, and it's all women. I have a company with 45 women, only women. And the reason I did that is because I find them so, I love men. I'm in love with men. I have <laughs> sons myself. However, it's a lot easier to talk to a woman when you have a bump. You know, I can relate to that because the business I had was all, well, we had the occasional man over 15 years in a couple of different roles, but what were, what were his, what were his roles? I'm so curious. What were the So, men? well, my dad was, has been involved in the company from the beginning as kind of like a finance support guy. I knew you were going to say that. The men, um, I have a guy running my finances too. Okay. So then we had a guy for a number of years who did our e-commerce he like built go. our website. He was like our tech guy, did our e-commerce. He was great. Brilliant. Now but, we don't have, now we made that a girl and I like her. Oh man, that's so cool. And then we had a guy who ran our warehouse. So he was a shipping and receiving guy. But um, other than that, you know, probably 50 different women came in and out of the organization over 15 years. And I love working with women. I mean, we made women's fitness clothing. You know, we- I got, I so know your name. Maybe from Boulder, yeah, you know, I, because skirt sports, I don't know. You might have some of our stuff. I, I think I do. I think I do. And oh now you're, you're going to have some of my stuff because you're going to play in the stars. So, so we have a school. It only happens twice a year. So it's funny that we're doing this now because you can't sign up. If people wait, there's a waiting list, but it happens to be your timing is impeccable because the school opens in Jan that's the cart opens January, I want to say 20th, something like that. And then the school begins the first week in February. So it's only six weeks. It's once a week. You're on Zoom with only 10 women in a circle and one mentor who's a woman who studied your chart with me before she got there. And basically, you study very simple, basic, simple steps as a psychologist, as a therapist, I'm trying to help you figure out not just astrology, but what you need to change or become aware of to fall in love with you. That's my job. People fall in love. I watch them fall in love with themselves right in front of me. It's a little bit like I'm, I do wedding official. I am a wedding officiant, but in the, and in the school, I really see myself as a wedding officiant that I watch people's soul and their ego. Cause we don't like our egos. Everyone's embarrassed and self-conscious. I don't like my ego that has to get her hair done and put her nails on and put them in. like it's over the top because I have to do that for my job. But in reality, everyone's my observer kicks and I'm like, Deborah, who cares? But you have to care because your ego has an appetite. She's a little bit hungry and she wants people to like her. Your soul, on the other hand, is like, really? I just want to serve. 
I want to contribute. I want to be in love and I want to love. That's the soul. Do you think there's something to your ego and your relationship with your ego and acceptance of your ego or whatever um, that comes with age and experience that your ego can step back? I mean, we can look at people, I, you know, I hate to use names and I don't want to be political, but there's some people whose egos are very large and it doesn't go away. And so it should be like that. Like, yes, for people listening to this today, my invitation for you as you age is to think about what your legacy is you're leaving to my kids. Like I want, I realized at some point that I was so full of shit because I was, you know, I'm such an easy personality type. I'm error. So I can make everything light and happy. And there was an undercurrent that was underneath my system that wasn't honest. So somewhere back along the way, I called my ego out and I goes, come here, honey, sit down. How about just telling the truth? Uh-oh, uh-oh, they're not going to like me. Oh, yes, they are. Just let me help you. And when that began, my ego had a seat and it was no longer driving me. And my observer showed up to actually talk to my ego. And that was a game changer. And that's what astrology does. So yes, to your question, as you get older, I think if you study astrology, it really helps you have a language for your ego and therefore you can put her in your seat rather than her riding your house, driving you crazy, looking in the mirror, screaming at you. You know, I feel like you've hit on a couple of terms. Like you've talked about giving yourself permission and allowing yourself to accept and love and embrace your quirks and things that you know, you, you maybe at some point decided you didn't like about yourself, but the only way to sort of true happiness or acceptance is to turn that on its head and figure out how to love the things that you they, think you don't oh love. That's what the whole book is about. The book talks about what, cause what happened to me, it, it talks about all the things that you don't like about yourself turning into gifts. Cause when I, I used to be very shy, you can't believe this, but in the book, I talk about my therapist said to me, you have to go out and be outgoing and pretend, which I have the ability to do, but my, my nature is an introvert. You can't tell by looking. So the, the therapist challenged me. It's part of the book. And then suddenly I realized I went to a party and she said, I want you to be, I just want you to walk in the party. Like you own the place. And I was like, ew, you know, whose party it was. Remember that book um, by Louise, the guy, the, the, it's th there's three or four commitments. What is the name? Yes. Of that book? Uh, that love language or what is that? It's the, one of them is don't take things personally. Yes. The word. He wrote this book and he became very famous. It's going to come to me in a minute. Everyone's listening, going, I know the name of that book. Um, it's about these four different commitments that he came up with. Anyways, it was, I went to a party that was all his students. I didn't know anyone. And I was in Santa Fe and I walked in and I was very nervous. And she told me to act out, not act out. She told me to be outgoing and just pretend. So I walked in and I, I didn't know what to do. So I grabbed a bottle of wine and, and I was going to walk into the living room where they all were and pour the wine and they're, I, I couldn't do, it. I put the wine bottle down and I walked back and then I walked back in the kitchen, grabbed the wine. And I walked back and I put it down. And the lady said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm pouring wine. I, I, she pushed me and I went and I started pouring wine. Hello to everyone. And, and then I started sat down next to the fire. How interesting with these two men talking politics. And I jumped right into the, it was so unnatural. And I walked back out after and I realized I could do it. And that was a turning point for me that I walked into my fire. I did something uncomfortable. And that's what the book is about. What's the missing element? And then I realized I was so fiery and I'd left it behind. And I was so self-conscious about the very thing that was my gift to your point. I left behind a part of myself because I became self-conscious at a young age and I reclaimed it and everything changed. You know, I feel like I want to hear more stories about what are some of the other things that really surprised you about yourself as you opened up to this whole new way of thinking? I think the biggest, besides the fire one of noticing that I'd left it behind, is that I am an introvert and I was very, I'm a Gemini. So I was very confused by that. Like I was an extrovert, like you, we're both Libra rising. So super social and really friendly and everybody loves us. Look at us. We can talk, you go on podcasts. But when I've gotten older, I've realized, and this was thank you, COVID. I don't want to go to the party. I don't even want to talk. I like to listen. My favorite thing in life is listening. Like I tattooed on my arm, listen and silent. 
because I love to listen so much. So when I gave myself the gift of authenticity, it took a while studying astrology really got it to me. Like my son's in the house of Scorpio. I am a deep soul. I should have known when I was a kid, they nicknamed me Debbie Deep. I, I should have known them, but I didn't understand as a Libra rising. You have this too. I was such a pleaser that I lost, I left myself. So there's another example. So like, did you ever hit points where like, if we kind of go to the psychology side, um, <clears throat> say some people right now, there's a lot of depression going on in the world. There's a lot of people who feel like we have nothing to look forward to. We just were sitting in the muck, like not sure when, when things might change or what a new normal is going to be. Like, how can you use this gift to help yourself go through those really tough times? How can you use this gift? Um, I think the short answer is one, you learn in astrology that everything keeps changing. The moon, if you watch my free videos, every other day, the moon moves. So there is a constant movement. That's number one. And movement across time, said the astrologer, if you look at the long view, we have gone through this before. There was a black plague in 1800s. There was a black plague in the 1500s. There was a black plague. This is not the first time we've done this. And the new norm will emerge because Aquarius, Saturn entered Aquarius yesterday, zero degrees of Aquarius starting in this month of December on the solstice. We are entering a new era. So it's a silly question, really, if you stop to think, if you were in the long view vantage point, this is astrology's gift to us, you would realize that, wow, there's such a beautiful, timeless eternity that's a thought away. If I let myself get out of my ego and the smallness of my own pain body, which everyone's having right now, I can see us as a human race. I love it. Human race. What if we called it a human slow down walk? Instead uh -huh. of <laughs> a human right? participation event. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not in a race. We're in a slow, if we choose, entrance into change. This is a very slow, slow, like we, this is a, this, and by the way, end of January astrologically is a very difficult time. The planet financially is going to go through a very difficult shift. The American economy is going to shift, mark my words. And it's going to be our opportunity to say, how do we positively frame change? This is really big. Um, I've worked with many people who have literally said out loud, I do not like change. Don't make me change. So if yeah. something was changing in the business and going to affect them, they would fight against it. What kind of thoughts or advice do you have for people listening who are applying that to themselves? Like, oh, I don't like this change. They need help. <laughs> no, but I think it's okay. This is astrology. Some signs, fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, they don't like change. I don't personally like change. I'm not, a, some people like you with, you know, you're, you're probably a character just loves. Is that true? I do enjoy change. I yeah, am an I, Aquarius, but. But you, but there's other parts of your chart that connects the mm -hmm. Libra and your Aries, your car, you're an initiator. You like to start things new. That's one of your best traits. So I personally don't, but the thing about astrology is you accept yourself as you are. So if you don't like change, please don't fight with yourself and push. Just slow it down. If you love change, run into it. We're going to follow you. We need you to inspire us. That's the nature of astrology. You figure out your system, your style, your personality type, and then celebrate it because it's not going away. This is like, I just love this conversation. You're amazing, Deborah. You're, you, your chart is built for astrology. Hello. I think I have to take your school. Oh, my God. You know why? Because you love watching people. Like it's one of your favorite things is noticing people's differences. You're right. And I like starting things. <laughs> like everything you've said is spot on. <laughs> and you have no water. So you're going to learn about your emotional. I, I want you to take the school. Oh my gosh. You know, I've been thinking about relationships a lot as we've been talking and thinking about the fact that you've got a son, an adult son now, right? So often you look at people like you and they're like, well, 
they know so much. They figured it out. Like their relationships are going to be perfect or great or whatever. And um, I actually Googled you and I, I'm not sure if you're still married. Are you still married? No. So, or did you ever get married? Yeah. So that one, that one didn't quite pan out to a long-term marriage. Maybe it panned out the way it was supposed to, but can you talk a little bit about how the expert, like, how do you apply what you know to yourself? It's so beautiful question. I think the best teaching that I've learned is the humility that I know I don't know. Einstein taught me this. The more I know, the more I know I don't know. That was his line. And I steal it all the time. I don't really understand karma. Some people meet their spouse. I have someone on my team. She's married 40 years. They have the best relationship. I have someone else on my team who hasn't dated for the last 20 years. So we don't judge. I, I, I don't judge the definition of expert, meaning, oh yeah, you're going to be the one that gets everything perfect. That's like absurd. The short answer is the humility is the mastery. And so I can admit that I've learned so much about myself. I continue to learn so much. And every relationship I've had has been a mirror. You fall in love to see yourself. It's embarrassing to admit. When you really fall in love, you're looking at yourself because that person sees you through the eyes of love. And they're like, oh, everything about you, I just find you so, Nicole. I, and then after years go by, it's like, you smell. I was just kidding. And then you have to revisit. Like, how are we going to reconnect to that level? Because that was just a 15-minute era. Like, what happened? <laughs> And that's ultimately you and you. Like, can you say to your partner, I need this. I really need you to do this for me. And if you can't, I'm going to go get my needs met. Like, what do you know about your own menu that you have to get taken care of without blaming the partner? Because that's what I've learned. So I'm an idealist. I'm a romanticist. And I know now that it's about falling in love with myself. You know, on your website, it says that like your jam, what lights you up is helping people transform their lives. Can you imagine? And I can see that though. I mean, it is a reflection. It's all a reflection. When you get someone to really believe in themselves and love themselves, I mean, it's just got to be like a freaking star. You can't imagine what happens. People call me, honest to God, Nicole, I get a letter from the students all the time and they describe how they fell in love with their husband because he didn't have any ear, for example. He never talked. So all these years she felt slighted by him. And when she's talked to him, he cried and he was like, thank you for leaving me. Like, so as soon as that happens or the kid, the kid who lives in his bedroom doing, you know, he's got so much water, he's playing video games and the mom feels like she's a failure because you can't, well, wait a minute. This is where the kid finds solace. Now you have to be able to go in there and put your hand on their back and give them comfort and find some way to give them a, a way, you know, soften things. But you can't make them wrong for who they are. Or the kid that says no all the time, the rebellious kid, that's the Aquarius, that's you. The kid that never took the lead from the parent. They didn't even want you as their parent. And the parent takes it personally, like this kid left the house so early and what should we do? Well, let the kid be rebellious then and figure out how you can rebel against them. How do you match? This is the gift of astrology. You match the people in your world and to establish a relationship on their terms. This is what you were asking me, why I love my work so much. And then suddenly you fall in love. It just happened today. We had a staff meeting. We have some new employees. And I listened to this woman. She's all air. I literally fell in love with her. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. I listened to her speak. I saw her passion. She has a company, Revolutionary Marketing. I was like, no wonder we hired her. <laughs> in her chart. And of course she has air and Libra. And I just looked at her and I went, now I get it. And that's what happens in this business for me. From parenting to your partner, your employees, to your mother, you suddenly go, now I get it. And, it, you know, we're back to this conversation that you're so part of with your podcast. How do we help people? accept where they're at, be permission to be wild women. You've got wild women on this podcast. They are not taking the lead by others. They have a very strong male energy as you and I both do. Mm -hmm. How do we make peace with that and be kind at the same time? Good question. I, that's a really great point. And you know, it's funny, like for in my case, I'm 
I'm in an in-between chapters of lifetime. I don't wake up every day with a career purpose and I'm letting things unfold, which is uncomfortable for me. I like to like get it and go and like see what's coming next or have someone tell me. And that's like, that's what's interesting about all of this is like, I think everyone's like, oh my God, I need to have Deborah in my life because then she will tell me what it is. But then I think the surprise, this is what I'm taking away from this, is that they're going to discover more on their own than they can even be told. Your own resource. You know, you hear this all the time. You have all the answers and all you have. <laughs> You're every, like, really? Well, until you speak astrology, and we have a list of certified astrologers that I've trained who are, and one of them lives in your town, who are excellent. So you don't have to figure out the answers. You can call an astrologer. I don't do readings anymore, but you can call an astrologer and she will give you the insight. And then she'll, just to your point, she'll support you in realizing you do have the answers if you have the particular acceptance of how you go about getting them. Some people have to go for a run to get the download. Some people have to do a yoga class during Shavasana. Some people have to call a therapist and talk out loud. Some people have to journal. Some people have to cry before they can ever release enough to get to the bottom note. Wow. And what's cool is we can respect all these ways. There is no one right way. Hey, Nicole, you sound like an astrologer. <laughs> I think I am. I was born to be an astrologer. Is that in my chart? Do you yeah. see it in there? You're an Aquarian with Mercury and Aquarius. Yes, it is. And your moon's in Aries. You're so excitable. And here's the deal. <laughs> I just want to tell you, this is one of the best podcasts I've ever done. I'm just going to say that out loud because you, your ability as a Libra rising to bring me out. I don't usually, the reason why I get fed up with podcasts, because I shouldn't say that, but I do, because when they say to me, tell me how you met astrology. I'm like, really? Did you not listen to the 25,000 other podcasts I did? But you just had me disclose some very personal stories. I disclosed that I was an introvert. I disclosed that I was, you know, these are things I don't tell people, but you are so easy. And this is the definition of a good astrologer. The person comes to see you and they spill their beans and they feel so seen and so understood that finally it's like having a new best friend. Like every astrologer calls me after they do their reads. I train them. That's what's so crazy. You can take, if you come to study with me in January, you can take all three levels. I shouldn't say this, but here's a secret. If there's anyone, because I don't teach anymore, but I am willing, if there's a few women that wanted to study with me personally, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Um, I've considered, I, I had this intuition that there's going to be a few women that are going to come into the school this season that will pay a lot more money. It's a, it's a price point. So I have to say that, that I would take under my wing because there are some women right now, this moment in time, and you're one of them who are longing to spiritually fulfill their mission, not just from business and not just from their athletics, but from their spiritual point of view. And it's a longing and it feels unsatisfied and unfulfilled to not be able to answer, what am I doing here? And show up with a, a real skill set to change the matrix or the goal setting of your mission. So, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, but I'm telling you, she said to me at the beginning, is anything on off the table? I was like, shit, she just got my secret out. But I really, <laughs> I really want to say that there are some high level women who are already successful, who want to look back at their career and say, what could I compliment my work with? Learning astrology is a addiction. I have to confess. Once you get started, it's hard to stop. You know, I actually have um, one person in the top of my mind, in addition to me, who mm -hmm. who is going to take you up on this. I just okay. know it. Okay. So I'm just going to say there's only very few I'll do with. There'll be a very small filter. I want to be personally, you'll do the regular school, but I will be your guide behind the scenes. And I've never done this before. Oh and, and, and it's okay because you don't need me. So for those, I'm only going to choose very few people, but for those of you that don't get me, Every mentor in our school are women like you who have started off knowing nothing and they now have a business of astrology. And you know why? They have what I just said. And you, I can feel it in you, a spiritual longing to contribute beyond what they've done before. They want to make a difference on this planet in a way that's really meaningful. That's not just business and it's not just athletics and it's not just being a mom or a wife. You know, there is... 
such a conflict between wanting to have success, like financially defined and all that, and wanting to do the thing that your, your whole like self, your soul and your heart are calling for you to do. And we, I think most of us walk this world thinking that you can't have both. And I look at you and I think you have both. Like you clearly have a business. We're talking about a school, but like you are doing this from the core of who you like, you're doing it for the reasons beyond the school just probably just sort of happened. It came, oh. it sprang from this because people wanted it. Right. hundred percent. You're so right. God, and you know what the thing I'm going to finish this interview with. I made a promise to myself that I, and I know many of the women in this, your podcast are going to relate to this, that I would not do burnout. I did burnout once when I was 30. I had a radio show. I lived in Vancouver for 20 years in Canada. I had a radio show at 28. This is back in the early days before you were born. And um, when dinosaurs were walking. And I had so much business from the radio show that I did. And I had no assistant. And I had no organizational skills, but I pretended. And I worked eight hours a day, did eight sessions a day for years. And then one day I broke. I didn't know. I didn't know what burnout was. And I broke. And I came to Hawaii. It's funny that I live here now. And I, luckily my husband who passed away, but my husband at the time said to me, you are broken. I'm sending you to Hawaii. So I took a time out and I made a promise. I was very young. I promised myself that I would never extend myself beyond my health or my well-being. So that meant I had to slow everything down. I had to charge more money and I had to minimize. So ever since then, and this has been, that's over 30 years now, I pace myself. I finish my day between noon and one. I go for my meditation. I do my yoga and I will not interrupt those take self-care pieces. Now, that's why I don't look like I'm 75. People are always shocked when they hear that. I'm just kidding, but I'm in my 60s. Um, because I made a promise to myself that I'm not ever going to sacrifice my health and my well-being, my soul for a sense of ambition that overrides my integrity. Now that is a practice. Yeah. And it's something that I can't really teach people, but I, when they come to see me in Hawaii, I always say, take off your shoes. I don't get in the car when I'm here, take off your shoes. We're going to walk. I freaking love it. I want to come walk with you someday. I, I like you already. <laughs> we might have to do it when you come to Boulder right now. You can't even get to Hawaii very easily. No, you can't. It's a quarantine. We're down. Uh -huh. We're um, well, here's just maybe a little housekeeping before we're done. So people want, people want to be around you now. They've heard you. They can be simply entertained, follow you on Instagram or Facebook. You put out the best posts. You put out these short little quick insights into what's going on in the world and how all the signs and planets and houses and everything plays together. Right. And, um, and that's great. And then when they fall in love with you more, they can buy your book and then, um, they can, what was that? You can go to Deborah Silverman, astrology.com slash library. And for $197, you can get a, like a library of videos and interviews with famous people all about astrology. So there's one stop. Awesome. And, um, and there's many more ways for people to interact with you. There's the school. There's the, it's so fun. There's just the school there's the library and there's those videos every other day that come out that you can watch me. And then I'm an introvert. Good luck finding me. <laughs> well, now I've got a video and I'm going to, you can, you'll get a very strong dose. And it's not just me. I really want to highlight this. The women and look at your, this is the longest interview I've done. Cause I like you so much. The women that are in my school that are the mentors, one of which live in your town, they are like you extraordinary women. So I, I'm just one of many. I think the difference between me and my team of beautiful women is that one, I talk a lot. Two, I have a magnet in my belly button. So I've drawn some very interesting people. You'll see when you look at my site, I've had some very famous, I traveled with Sting for a year and a half around the world. Um, and three, I am on a mission. So what makes distinguishes me, I think you're on the same mission. What distinguishes me is I've had a very clear, and this is what I do in astrology, I give you back your mission. So 
what makes me unique is I knew it from such a young age. I had a mission. I, I must've known. It's so funny because here we are round circle. The only podcast interview that didn't ask me at the beginning, how I got here and I'm ending with it. That's so <laughs> curious. That's so curious. You did not follow any of the rules. <laughs> at a very young age in the Detroit news, <laughs> in the cartoon section, I found my first chart at 10 years old. So the mission came to me very young. I am a being who remembers why I'm here. It makes me want to cry. Whew. Yeah, I remember why I'm here and I do that for other people. I give them back to why they're here. And there are some women that want to come study with me and I will make that over the next few years more available. I will not exclude people. I'm going to do that. They as long as you don't burn out, because no, no, we no, need this you. Is why, <laughs> this is why I will handpick the women. It will be at a financial price. It will be a commitment that they're saying, yes, they know they want to do astrology. I will interview them. I will have their charts. The planet is desperate right now. Our children are counting on us. Oh my goodness. I know. It's why this is so important. <laughs> And we're doing it. Here's the good news, ladies. You are the one you were waiting for. We are a team sport. Aquarius is here. It will look very uncomfortable as we transition. It's going to require your bodies to be strong and healthy, and you're doing that. But most of all, we require the wisdom that all is well. And even though it may appear to you that we're breaking, that society is no longer safe. It's not true because I'm here. And each one can say that because I'm here. Each one of us can say, I'm here. I bring, I'm bringing you the calm. I'm bringing you faith. I'm bringing you these stars. And the compassion that comes with tears that says, you're not alone. Deborah, this has um, been a very powerful and emotional, longer interview than you've ever done. I'm so honored. There is one final question that I ask everyone, and I just feel like you've led up to it perfectly. And we need to know it from you. And that is, we need you to leave our listeners with one final piece of advice, one little nugget that will help them run their worlds in a bigger and better way simple be yourself everyone else is taken like the more you can actually find your authentic self be yourself figure out who you are remember what you came to do and then watch the world turn to magic being anyone else trying to fit in conforming staying in unhealthy relationships doing it because you should that's dated be yourself update come into here and now and you will make a huge difference on this planet well, the magic definitely happened today. Thank you, Deborah. Yep, you have no water in your chart and you made me cry. Can you explain that? <laughs> I must be a mystery. I don't know. You're going to help me learn it. Now I'm going to get in trouble because I said that, but I am willing to do. And, and so when, if and when you wanted to sign up for all three levels, that's the only way you'll get to work with me personally. Because if you, if you heard this and you said, I want to be an astrologer, this is the price point. Level one is $1,000. Easy to get to. We have lots of payment plans. Level two is $2,000. Now you can be an astrologer. At the, at the end, of, they're all six weeks. First one's level one is six weeks. Second one, level two is six weeks on a, a Zoom call. The third one, level three is $3,500. It's in person with a mentor online in a room, and they're all being trained to be astrologers. And that's where I come in. So if you decided to do all three, if you said, yes, for 6,500, I want to do all three, but I'd love to see if Deborah would be willing to have me as the, then that's a different price point and we'll talk about it. And it's brand new and I am going to get shit for this, but I, I've been having <laughs> intuition and maybe it's you, but I've been having this intuition for like the last three weeks, like prepare for a different level of mentorship in this new season, just to allow some of the beings who are ready and able. So I say that and. You know, the, you're right. That's all I can say. You are right. It is happening. This is the time. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for offering yourself. And thanks for sharing yourself today. It's been amazing. What a gift you are, Nicole. You're giving the world very, in your simple way, you've, you've refreshed 
and given us permission to be authentic. And that's the Aquarian's job this life, permission to be different and have no judgments of all the diversity. Well, I'm glad I answered that email after six months. Yeah, it was perfect timing. And you're, oh my God, the school only opens twice a year. You can only sign up in January and September. So perfect timing. Oh, absolutely. Well, mahalo and aloha. <laughs> That's so sweet. Aloha. All right, everyone. What a blast. I mean, seriously, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And if you don't know who you are, get more involved with what Deborah does. Get Learn more about yourself through the field of astrology. There are all kinds of tools in this world to help us learn about who we are, what our purpose is, where we're going. This is one of them. And I think it's a pretty cool one. If you decide to take Deborah up on her awesome offer to do the Applied Astrology School, be sure to grab the link in the show notes or on my Instagram or Facebook and uh, register. I'm really, I think I'm going to do it. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It's going to hit at some point. If it's not this semester, I'm going to do it in the future because it's calling me. You know, it's calling me and we all have a right time in our life to do the things that called to us. Um, last but not least, get over and check out my new show. She runs it, the She Runs It podcast with myself and Sarah Ratzliff and occasional guests. We've got a bunch of episodes out now. I'm so curious as to your feedback. Um, I'm actually kind of curious which podcast you like better. I mean, I'm not going to quit either one of them. <laughs> the truth is I want to keep doing them both, but I really want to understand what you're thinking. And, uh, and I'm hoping that what I am doing is putting more positivity into this world, into your minds and into your hearts so that we can move forward in a way that makes us feel good every single day. Whew. All right, guys, that's it. Um, be sure to sign up for my emails. Lots of updates coming there. Um, other than that, you know what? I'm done talking today. It's time. It's time. You know what time it is. It's time to get out there and run this world. Have a great workout, everyone. And I will see you next week.